Okay, yes, we are live. This is Grit and Grace TV, and I am here with my amazing, my awesome, my beautiful cohort, <laughs> I am your other cohort, CJ Ripka, and, you know, tonight I'm here in my, you know, in, in my club vest because I, I just didn't have time. I, like, ran from my one event and I came to this event and because this event is the most important thing that happens each and every Thursday night in my life right now. So I made sure that I made it to all of you tonight, but we've got an amazing show plan for you tonight. This promises to be probably the most controversial show uh, <laughs> that we've done up to this point. I'm I guarantee you at some point we're going to, have a show that blows this one out of the water. But as of right now, this is going to be the most controversial show that we've had up to this point. And the reason being, the reason being is we are talking about feminism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got going on, you know what, we need to tell everybody first to, um, to share this out because we want to have a massive conversation about this because you and I were getting going before we even went on air. Oh, and, and so it's, it's something that both of us are passionate about for two very different reasons. But it's one of those things that you're going to want to listen to both of us on this one because we very rarely, very rarely do I have anything that I can disagree with Lynn on. And in fact, I'm not so sure that I even disagree with her on this. I just think I have a different perspective about something. So we're going to kind of hash that out tonight. I promise you, you're going to want to share this out. If you're not sharing this out, you're doing all of your friends a huge, huge disservice. They're going to want to get in on this. All you ladies, you're going to want your girlfriends to watch this. And guys, guys, I'm talking to you. You're going to want to watch this too. Because maybe some of you guys, some of you that still believe in uh -oh. that patriarchal system, maybe you need to hear some of the shit that oh. I need to say tonight. <laughs> so share this out, guys. Oh, he's on fire. It's going to be raw and real tonight. Oh, it's, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. This is, you know, this is something that I believe, you know, this is, this is a topic that when, when it was, when it's kind of put in front of us, I, I kind of worried. I was like, Okay, come on. Where's this going to go? How's this going to go? Because everybody nowadays has the same opinion of feminists. They're a bunch of man-hating lesbians. They don't know anything about what's going on. They just don't like guys. That is yeah, I think that's a big thing. I think that is a, a, a an idea that's out there for sure. And so that's what the beauty of doing this is that when we pick a topic – once we get into it, both you and I, we start like delving into it and, and asking and doing some research on it. And every time we're like, whoa. So that's the point of doing this show is that we can give everybody watching the same, whoa. Like, <laughs> yeah, we want to give that whoa. We want them to, you know, we always said that we want to be able to open up the topic so, to start the conversation. But we also want to open up the topic that will challenge your belief system to put you in a position where maybe you really have to think again about something that maybe you believe. Maybe you didn't have all the information that you needed to make make the decision on that belief. So yeah. that is what we are doing here with Grit and Grace. And I'll be honest with you, when this thing came up, there were a whole lot of challenges to even my belief system. And it was, it, I had a lot of fun looking this up and learning a lot about it. But at the same time, I was really upset. I, I got really upset about how ignorant people are to the feminist cause. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I think there's so much stuff that's just been thrown out there. And then everybody looks at everything through their own lens, their upbringing and experiences that they've had. So, and, but you know, what's for me and what pisses people off with me is that 
I have a definite opinion about things. I have a definite thought process, but I can also see both sides very easily. So it pisses people off because, <laughs> because I, you know, if I'm going to have a conversation and get into a debate, I love getting into a debate, but I want to get into a debate to bring awareness, to learn, to teach, to, you know, to educate so that there's some positive response and it just doesn't become a mindless banter of my opinion against your opinion. So I can definitely see, uh, this is, this is a situation. This is a topic that I have a definite opinion on. And at the same time, I could be looked at as, uh, I'm not on the same team. Yeah. You know, here's the problem. This is what I thought. I, I went out tonight and I did my event. Every time I go out on Thursday night before we do a show, the one thing that I always try to do is talk to the people that are around me because I have a, a built-in crowd. There are anywhere from four to 5,000 people around me at any given time thursdays before the show so i try to take advantage of that when we have yeah. a time like this so i went around and i started talking to women i started off with women i said hi my name is cj and i am a host for a show and tonight's topic is feminism first of all i want to ask you are you a feminist every single one i talked to 60 women every, all 60 women said yes i'm a feminist so then my next question is, what's a feminist? Three, three women out of 60 even came close to the actual definition of what a feminist is. Only three. So that tells me that there's so much ignorance and the ignorance isn't just on the men's part, it's on the women's part. Now, when I went and talked to a bunch of men, I talked to, I didn't talk to nearly as many men. Because at the time, I was like, you know what? I don't need to talk to women. I want to get the women's perspective. So I went and talked to a bunch of men. I talked to probably about 20 or 30 guys. And I asked them, I said, are you a feminist? He's like, well, no, I'm pro-feminist. Right there. Out of the 20 or 30 guys I talked to, almost all of them, except for maybe five or six, said, no, I'm not a feminist. I'm a pro-feminist. That tells me, based on the stuff that I've been reading over the course of the last week, that tells me that they actually understand what the feminist movement is because men, according to the feminist movement bylaws and all that stuff that I looked up, they cannot be feminist because they're not women. However, they can be pro-feminist. And when they tell me, no, I'm not a feminist, but I'm a pro-feminist, at least tells me that they're onto something. So then when I ask them, I say, okay, so what's a pro-feminist? Well, we support women in in the anti-patriarchal system and equal pay. Equal. They started telling me almost word for word, like what I found on the Internet. I'm like, the guys get it more than the women do. Wow. Wow. But that's fantastic, though. Like, that's fantastic. And I think that that says a lot because... I think that a lot of women think that the men are completely clueless as to what that is. So, like, bravo, guys. I think that's great. So, so the majority of them are like, they, they're, they support the movement. They support women and equality. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. You know, and the, the thing is, a lot of us in my generation, I'm 42 years old. I was raised by a single parent i my mother was everything to me that was who raised me so i grew up in a in a whole setting where the woman was the head of the household she made the decisions she did everything so for me to say that i was pro-feminist it's not a stretch because it's really easy to see because i grew up in that yeah a lot of men in today's society in my generation they grew up in that same type of setting so it's really, it's it's not something that it's like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, just something that ladies do because they're pissed off about whatever. You know, a lot of people really don't understand the whole concept of this whole feminist thing. 
there's there's been three phases of this whole feminist uh, feminist movement. We started off with suffrage in the 20s and 30s. We go into the 60s and we have the whole brow burning session in the you know the, the women's liberty movement. And then it wasn't until that early 80s and then into the 90s that we started calling it feminism. So, yeah. you know, without understanding the history of this stuff, we really don't have an anchor or a foundation to even build on. And that's why we have so many of these people who believe that they, will, they, they just don't know what to believe because they believe yeah. whatever their friends tell them. Yeah, you're right. And and you see that come out in the attitude. I think there's major um, confusion. So, for instance, in preparing, I, uh, I talked to some men. I didn't talk to women. I talked to men because I wanted to see how they viewed the how they viewed us, how they viewed the movement, women's liberation and all that. And um, the what I got was that totally in support of the movement and of women being looked at as completely capable of making their own choices for one and that they're intelligent enough to do the things that they want to do that are equal to men and that they should be supported and paid equally, that they shouldn't be looked at as less than. The one common denominator in what they said was that but then you get the women that if you do something for them, they get pissed off at you. I can do that myself. <clears throat> and I think this is the downfall of, and I've always thought this, and this is where some women might get pissed off. I think the reason why we still struggle uh, is not because of men. It's because of us. It's because yeah. of women. And because they're confused and they don't understand all, like you said, the history where, it, I mean, feminism didn't start in the 60s with Gloria Steinem and others no. and free well, choice. It didn't start then. It started in the 1800s. Like it started way back. So I think to really understand exactly what it is, because it's very simple. The concept is very simple. But it's been diluted and, you know, of course, as we evolve through the decades and things change and we advance and all these things, um, and, you know, and then and different things become important. And you have different individual agendas that have played into it as well. Yeah. And they put their own spin on it. Right. So then, you know, way back it was more about it was the legalities of women. That's where it started was they should have the same rights to vote and, and work and all of that stuff. And then as time went on, like you said, yeah, the sixties to the eighties was a whole different thing. You know, in this whole patriarchal ideal, the whole idea of the man being the head of the household and, and everything like that, that never actually played into it, even through the 1800s, you know, going through the 1800s and, and even into the early 1900s, that never played into it until after World War II when you started having men coming home and women were doing their jobs. That's when this whole concept of the patriarchal system came in. A lot of people think, well, it, you know, back in the Old West, you know, they married the, the wife or the girl off when she was young and they gave him their dowry and all this kind of stuff. That's when the patriarchal system was created. But it's, it wasn't until after World War II when these guys coming home needed their jobs back and the government actually stepped in and said, ladies, you don't have a job no more. We have to give it back to the men. That's where this whole thing kind of really stepped off when we go from suffrage into what's really the foundation of modern feminism. Because mm -hmm. suffrage... Yeah, you're right. You know, suffrage was all, like you said, it's all about the legalities and it's about the rights. But then when it's, that wasn't about, it was less about the, well, it's not fair because they did, you know, yeah, they, they played there, but it didn't live there. It wasn't until after, I mean, they were just yanked out. I mean, they were literally just forced out of their jobs, forced out of that liberation or that freedom that they felt when they were able to supply, you know, support that supply and demand. It wasn't mm -hmm. until then that the 
true foundation of the feminist movement began. Yeah. Yeah, because then you start getting into, um, because also what happened with that I was reading that was interesting in different stories that I was reading is then you've got uh, men who don't come home and the women were left to having to support their families. So that comes into play then, you know, we're talking about the 60s. Gender culture comes into play there in the 60s and and women were wanting to get out and do different things and to start having a career. And I, I think, I know there is that, that patriarchal mentality uh, that's out there, but I, you know what, like, grinds my gears is we have to stop complaining about that. Like we have to stop putting it back on uh, this patriarchal society and, and that it's all their fault and all their fault. Okay. Like let's get over it now and let's stop pointing the finger at that and let's start being pro something instead of against something. You know, it's funny is, as you were saying that, I'm, I was thinking back and I remember this story that, that something that happened to me personally that really kind of, it, it, it didn't shake my, my views and my, my beliefs, but it really kind of put a chink in the armor, if you will. And this happened when I was in the military and I was, I was put in charge of a group of people that were doing uh, preventive maintenance checks and services on military vehicles. So basically we had to check the oil and check the fuel samples and just make sure that the vehicles were running. Well, there was a female soldier who was a assigned to me and she came up to me and says, Hey, Sergeant Ripka, I need you to do, or I need you to help me do this. I said, well, why do you need me to help you do this? And she goes, well, I'll mess up my nails. <laughs> I am not, I am not kidding, even in the slightest. When I said no, and I chewed her ass, because the way I saw women in the military is you're a soldier. You're going to do the same things that every other soldier is going to do. So if I expect this soldier to do it, I, I expect you to do it. She turned me in for sexual harassment, and I was under investigation for three weeks for sexual harassment. Because I told her that she was expected to do the same thing that the rest of the guys were doing because she was a soldier. Oh, my God. When things like that happen, it takes that whole concept of feminism and sets it back into the dark ages. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I say. It, we're not advancing. We're, we're still struggling. It, it's, it's Ladies, it's us. That's why it's we're still struggling and we're still having to march and we're still, we're fighting against each other. We're fighting against ourselves. And that's ridiculous. You cannot pick and choose the times that you want to, 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 to be a feminist or to like, like that's an example right there is that I'm going to use my, the fact that I'm a woman to get a break no, you asked for the choice, the the right to be able to be in the military, and then you're going to use that. It's I'm a woman. Oh no, like that. That's bullshit. And don't even get me started on the whole sexual harassment thing. I think that's that just drives me. That just drives me crazy. You know, there. Is, okay, so here's the thing. I'm not saying or I'm not trying to validate sexual harassment because it's there, it exists and it's wrong. But to use that as a weapon against people when you don't get your way, that is one of those, Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's horrible to do, you know? And the thing is, is men want to support women in, in everything that they do. We want to do that. Uh, when women, and I'm going to use the military as an example because that was the majority of my life, okay? Yeah, so yeah. when women decided they wanted to become infantrymen for so many years, they were not allowed to join the infantry or a combat arms uh, skill 
because it was that's not a woman's job. So when women decided that no, we want to be part of the infantry, the it was the men that stepped up and said, Yes, we support this, let them be part of the infantry. So it, it I mean, everything that has happened, it's because people, you know, men do want to support these causes. They do want to get behind these things. And every man knows, every man knows out there that the true men who are successful is because they have the equal share of support. Understand what I'm saying here. Equal share of support from the women that stand beside them. Not behind them, beside them. Every single man who has been successful in anything they've done, it's because they've had someone that they could go to, they can confide in, they can be equal to. So yes, we want to be able to support everything that, every all these ideas and everything like that. So the feminist movement, this whole concept, it just, it, it's almost become a trend it's it's something that's just cool to do, kind of like. And I'm gonna throw this out there because this is a this is who I am. When the Black Lives Matter movement started, there was a very good concept behind it, but then you had people getting involved in it that really didn't understand the core concept. And when it stopped being about the core concept. That's when things started to fall apart for the movement. Same thing is going on with the feminism movement. Only the feminism movement should have been the standard by all other movements. However, all these things started breaking down. People started breaking off. You got, like I said, you got the radicals, you got the liberals, you got the anti-liberals. You've got, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's like seven or eight different feminist movements within the feminist movement. Yeah, and and they're fighting each other. Exactly. And so we're keeping each other down. So you have things like, so what started, what started becoming big, you know, they have like the first wave, the second wave, the third, the fourth wave. So, you know, when you're getting into the 2000s, what happens is then that's when sexuality starts playing a big part in that, that women are starting to talk about, yeah, we like sex too. Yeah, we want to be proud of our bodies. Yeah, uh, you know, guys, you're not the only ones that masturbate. Uh, that whole thing starts coming about. And, but then what happens is, you know, are women that are show off their bodies or they're proud of their bodies. And then you've got other women that are pulling them down. Oh, well, look at her. She thinks she's better. Or look at that slut. Or look at, really? You're calling another one a slut? Or So there's that difficult thing is that women are fighting each other because they're dealing with their own insecurities instead of supporting each other. And then there starts becoming all these ideas of then of a way a woman should carry herself. Mm -hmm. Uh, She shouldn't, excuse me. Yes. Crab in the barrel syndrome. Absolutely. So you've got this whole, you know, women don't support each other. Once they start feeling threatened and look at her, her body's better. And why is she showing herself like that? And who does she think she is? And she's trash and, uh, she's being a Kardashian and, you know, all of that. And every time you do that, you're, you're putting a dent in what it is that you're trying to create. And I can only imagine what it's like for a man to sit back and watch and think, hey, we got your back. And it being like somewhat of a gong show or something because I'm a woman and I think it's nuts. (laughs) I watch the way other women talk about other women, comment about other women, share something on social media and drag her down. I think it's nuts. I think, yeah, it's totally lost. And yeah, there's going to be some, you know, uh, asshole men out there for sure that are going to be misogynistic and things like that. But women don't do themselves any favors in supporting. If a woman wants to talk about um, sex and pleasure and 
uh, or, or she wants to talk about her body or she chooses to be single. Like we had a show back in June and we talked about polyamory. Yeah. And how you can, you can have two or three different relationships for different reasons. I mean, that's not unheard of for men, but oh, if it's, oh, if a woman does that, well, she's just a slut. You know, like there, there's no equivalent to the word mistress. When it's the other way around. Yeah, no, there isn't. You know, in you know, we're talking about and hold you remember I was just talking about all those different aspects of feminism? You have that is another one of those. It's got its own title. It's got its sexual feminism. And then you also on the other side of that, you have the anti-sexual feminism. So it's like for every chapter, let's use that. Let's for every chapter of feminism, you have its counterpart. So on the other side, you have the women that are saying, you know, they're the against the porn thing. They're against anything that's degrading to women and all this, which, okay, if, if it's degrading to women, yeah, I'm against that too. That's just the way I am. That doesn't mean I'm anti-sexual feminism. But what is degrading to women? There are plenty of women that's that choose cool. to be, say, for example, a stripper. That's, they're very that's strong. Cool. That's exactly where I was going with that. You know, the women who decide they choose this lifestyle, why are they being attacked by the anti-porn or anti-sexual feminists? They're, oh, that's degrading to women. But yet the woman chose that. That's her empowering herself to make that decision. Yeah. I know, I, I know a few that are very smart business women and they chose to do that because the money was good. Um, and they made tons of money. They invested it wisely and then moved on to do something else. So yeah, that, Oh, that's degrading to women. Well, according to who, according to you, to who, just according to you, she chose to do that. Feminism is about choice. That's the bottom line is it's about women having the freedom to choose their sexual partners, how many sexual partners, how they want to have sex, what they want to do, who they want to do it with. And we're not just talking about sex here, but that's a strong example because you brought up the whole degrading to women. Yeah. She chose to do that. Um, I know a few and, you know, and some of them even liked the little bit of power that came in that, that they were being watched. And depending on what they did, the reaction that they got there, you know, there's, we're human beings and everybody likes to be noticed or a little bit significant. Everybody likes to have some influence somewhat to different levels. And so degrading to women, I mean, if, if a woman chooses to do that, that's her choice. She doesn't have to do that. If a woman wants to be in the porn industry or the modeling industry, I mean, why isn't that looked at as being degrading to women? They're expected, you know, I've heard lots of stories and read lots of stories of women about how they, their um, managers were on them all the time for, for eating and things like that and how they're just so close to being anorexic. How does that not degrading to women? Why is it when it's sex, you know, that whole video that I sent you way back that Cindy Green did that video, that pussy over pain video, yeah. which has gone viral. Which, yeah. And it was, it, that was an amazing video. And that is a perfect example of what you're talking about. Cause I sat and I watched this entire video and I listened and I listened to the video and mind you, this woman was for all of you who haven't seen this video. This woman was naked. Her breasts were showing her vagina was showing. She's talking about some of the most powerful things that people just completely just screw up. Yeah. And I, you know, honestly, I did not even realize she was naked after about the first 20 seconds of her talking. Yeah. Quite powerful, absolutely. And it was like, why are why are people and a lot of women, why are you so offended when you see another woman show her body in a in a way um you know that she's naked or partially naked? Why is that but yet 
we have these movies and all of these things out there. And the point of that video was we don't have a problem with seeing violence on TV and in life and on the news and in movies. But yet you see, you know, a nipple and you're losing your freaking mind. You know why that is, right? I'll tell you exactly why that is. It's because other women believe that men see that and they believe it means it's something sexual. That's the same thing about the breastfeeding children in a public place. Where a woman will see another woman breastfeeding and say, oh, she shouldn't be doing that because that guy over there is going to think that's sexual. No, we don't. Even guys are smart enough to freaking realize that is human nature. That yeah. is how we're brought into this world. Yeah. Yeah. Not every nipple is sexual. <laughs> it, You know, it's funny how we put these certain stipulations and exceptions to rules when it comes to something like that, <clears throat> a woman who's <clears throat> who's successful or a woman that shows her body or whatever job that she chooses, uh, it's, it becomes, um, there's only certain ways we can see the naked body. If it's sexualized or not sexualized, it's a naked body. That's it. It's a naked body. And if somebody wants to do it because they feel attractive and they have that little bit of power, there's nothing wrong with that. That thing that I shared about the U.S. women's hockey team yeah, and that absolutely. spread that they did, beautiful. well, there was like powerful, powerful. Yeah. yeah. Well, a woman had a problem with it. Someone shared it from my timeline and shared it. Didn't even bother reading the article. Didn't see the point of them being naked. Thought it was set us back on and on and on. And it was very interesting to read the comments. There were some that agreed with her and some that thought it was their choice and how great it was that they, it was their choice to be able to show their bodies that way. They're strong bodies that they work hard. And so, you know, again, it goes back to ladies. Mind your own freaking business. If a woman wants to show her body that way because she feels good about herself, let her show her fucking body. Like, why do we keep doing this? We're not going to get any further ahead. There no, are no exceptions to the rule. Why are some things, we automatically accept certain things, just like that video of, you know, we have no problem with all these things that we see scrolling through our news feeds on social media but we have a problem with a naked butt or boobs or a woman that's being powerful or assertive. Like, you know, if I was to put a picture up right now of a guy, say, six pack abs, chiseled chest, good shoulders, good arms in a firefighter's costume outfit, majority of the women would be like, oh, my God, that is hot. That is exactly what I think of when I fantasize yum yeah but if i put a picture of a woman who has soft features who just is a everyday average woman beautiful if i put that out there the majority of people not just, just not, most men wouldn't i'd say majority of women say oh she should cover herself up majority of men would say she's pretty or she's beautiful you know it, that's that's the difference in the mindset and the change in, between the men and the women women are so conservative of what nakedness should look like but they yeah. don't you know when they look and think about this when a per, when a woman looks at herself in the mirror the majority of women will find something wrong with it yeah it's it's inevitable they will find yeah. something wrong with it yeah yeah you're right and when a woman is standing naked in front of another woman it makes her feel uncomfortable and it makes her feel as though she should be it's almost like a it's like it's almost like looking in the mirror again yeah i don't understand that psychology and that's the psychology that causes the problems with the feminist movement, with the whole concept of being one one purpose, one core belief, and 
and standing together for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Because it is a very basic core thing is that we are all humans, men and women. It is a very basic thing and that we are no different and that we're all recognized for our individual uniqueness and that we were, are all at choice. So women are at choice to choose their sexual partners, to choose who they want to be with, to choose whether they want to have children, whether they want to have a career, all of that. It comes down to a woman has the choice to do what she wants to do, how she wants to do it. And men never have to make a choice based on the fact that we're, that you're a man. Like yeah. if you ever had to make a choice based on the fact that you're a man. You know, okay. I'm sorry. I, I just completely lost everywhere where I was at because I want to talk to somebody here real quick. I want to, I want to bring up William here for a second because William yeah, has he's been, been commenting a lot. Up the comments. And, uh, you know, thank you. We appreciate that engagement. And I love this one, though. This one here is my favorite one. And I just saw this as we we're getting into the end of that part. But it says, CJ, you don't have the permission to put my picture up. Guess what? You're here and you engaged. That gives me all the permission I need. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> So no, I I just saw that. I was like, oh yeah, okay, I want to play with this one for a minute. Anyways. Wait, I want to answer this right now. Yes, there are things that are men expected to do. That's different. Yeah, there's some things men are expected to do, but do you make important life decisions based on the fact that you are a man? That's really what we're talking about. So I am absolutely a feminist. Absolutely. I believe that I have the right to make whatever choice I want to make. If I want to take a naked picture of myself uh, and what I do with it, that's my business. Um, if I want to go after a certain career, that's my choice. And I think that there's been so much crap slinging out there that um, like I think Evelyn just said, I've never called myself a feminist. I think that's what you said, Evelyn. See, so there's women that are afraid to say that they're a feminist. If you're a woman. Hold on, no. I don't think it's afraid to say. I, think, I know some are. Well, okay, so some maybe, but I think some are intelligent enough to realize that they don't maybe align with what's going on in this movement or this trend. And they, they decide to do the same thing I did and take their own approach, take their own beliefs or create their own belief system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and for me, it's very simple. I take the man approach, very simple and straightforward. I have the right to live my life any way I want to live, I have the same rights, the same protections under the law. That's all it is. That's what it is, plain and simple, nothing complicated. I don't hate men. I love men to death, all different men for different things. I think that we complement each other beautifully, but I think that another thing that makes it difficult is that adding into the feminist thing is whether you're a strong woman, you know, we get, we have a lot of those, uh, there's a lot of songs out there and things like that. So we got the Wonder Woman movie out and yes, I'm a strong woman and, but, and I don't need a man and I'm going to make my own money oh, and all geez. of that stuff. Oh, and that, that move. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You did not just bring up Wonder Woman because there could be no worse example of what male chauvinistic asshole that, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> okay, so for all of you who haven't seen it, spoiler alert right here. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I, I grew up watching Wonder Woman and I loved Me her. Me too. 
I loved Wonder Woman, the series growing up. One of my favorite series until they made yeah. the movie. Now the movie has Christopher Pine as the main male character. I know, I know you guys all are about Christopher Pine, but um, they have Christopher Pine as the main. I have no clue who Christopher Pine is and I have not seen the movie. Okay. Star Trek, the new Star Trek movies. That's Christopher Pine too. Anyways. And I'm not going to give it all away then. I won't spoil everything. But when he is amongst the hidden island, the invisible island, his whole thing is he's putting out all these cheesy pickup lines. It's like one chauvinistic BS line after another. And it's like, oh, here, let me do that for you. You know, dude, seriously. And then, so they're trying to overdo the whole powerful women thing. Oh, okay. I get it. I get what however, you mean. However, what they end up doing is they show him being an ass clown and they show her being this unconfident. I'm not so sure I'm ready for this kind of shit. And her mom being, oh, you go, girl. You know, that's kind of the thing that, yeah, God, it was disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And William, I, think- I know you were joking. I was that that was just me playing around with you to bring you into the show because we love that engagement. Yeah. We feed off of that engagement and we feed off of the people who really kind of become part of the show. And you, my friend, have become part of that show. So that's why I, I kind of reached out and <laughs> played with a little bit. So, yeah, I, I know. love it. Yeah, I think there gets to be that confusion and I'm all for the you know, raw, raw girl power thing. I think it gets confusing in terms of then we don't need a man. Well, yeah, we do because, come on, we've talked about this in past shows too where women, uh, you know, women like that. They want to give themselves to their partner. They want to give themselves to a man. They want to, and I'm talking sexually, of course. So there are times where, yeah, we want you to like, you know, wrap us in your arms and take care of us. And, you know, even strong women have their weak moments where they want to be taken care of and, um, and say in the bedroom are willingly give themselves and be submissive to their partner. So, you know, it becomes, uh, I think women themselves become confused. When am I strong? When am I submissive? Oh, I better not I better not admit that I'm being submissive. I better not admit that sometimes I'm, you know, oh, actually a woman and feminine. And I think that's why we see all these courses. And you probably see them in social media too, CJ. You see these warrior goddess course. Eight weeks warrior. Because you've forgotten how to be a woman. You know, and if you're a strong woman, you know, and I get... I will get women saying that they've been intimidated by me because I have a no BS kind of approach. And I mean, it's not that I'm not friendly. I'm very friendly if I go to events and networking, but I definitely have that no BS approach. And I'm going to say what I think for sure. Definitely open to all sides. And, uh, you know, I am a strong independent woman. I have an opinion, uh, but yeah, I love to be taken care of. I I love to have those moments where I'm submissive. Absolutely. I'm a woman. I'm feminine. You know, and we have both inside of us. We just have a little bit more. And I think there's just so much we have to be strong through this feminist movement and women's liberation that women have kind of forgotten, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, I am a woman. And then they don't quite know how to fit that into the whole picture and that becomes confusing. So I, 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 that's why this is so great that we're doing this. And, and we're going to, I don't know, I have to do this again sometime because I just when you started off at the top of the show, you talk, asking 60 women the confusion and the different answers and all of that proves that with all the information out there, it shows that uh, information is not power. And that just shows it right there. So take responsibility and and learn about it like we did. That's why we did it. So we can have this and talk about it. You know, crazy. I'll I'll be honest with you. There is nothing right now that I would like more than for all of you to go out, share this with somebody. I want you to go out and share this video with somebody that you feel that would be able to take it to the next level. And then when you 
when you share it with them, tell them, go over to gritandgracetv.com and leave us a comment. We want to know exactly what your take is on this topic. Because I do believe we are going to spend a lot more time diving deeper into this topic. It's just one of those topics that it's not going away. It's been it's been going on since the 1800s, people. 1800s, and we still haven't figured our shit out. I guarantee you, we're not going to figure it out in one one hour episode of Grit and Grit. <laughs> However, yeah, we're good, but I don't know that we're that good yet. <laughs> But at least now we've put some things out there to kind of maybe start the conversation and maybe even make you question your own beliefs just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I do want to mention something really quick, though, for any guys that are watching and for women, I mean, for both, because I think we need to invest in each other's experiences. That's how we're going to, you know, live together harmoniously and be able to support each other. There's a resource. If you go to a website, um, a call, it's called a call to men. Um, they've been around for about 15 years and they're very supportive of the feminist movement, but they do share their experience. And I think, and add that to, uh, the information that you're going to gather for the, you know, do a little bit of your own research and see where you stand on that um, for yourself and and become educated on it. And you, so you can go and check that out too. A call to men um, and look at the great articles that they have. They just celebrated their 15th anniversary. We have to bring men into it. And I know they always say, you know, it's, it's, it's a man's issue too. Well, then listen to the men. But I think men are somewhat, some are a little concerned about talking about it because if they bring up their opinion, they just get, you know, we, what do you think? No, you're stupid. So, you know, they're just like, well, we're just going to sit back. I mean, I can totally see both sides of the issue. Like, we got to listen to each other. Like, yeah. come on, it pays to listen to other people. And uh, wearing a pussy hat isn't going to further the movement. I mean, you know, I'm all for being together. And I mean, at least it woke people up. I think it woke some people up, all of this stuff. But wearing that hat or posting something on your timeline, it's not, you, you need to, to invest some time in knowing what it is. Don't have automatic thoughts. You have an automatic life. You have automatic reactions. And that does nothing for your cause. So, no. And guys, just saying you're metrosexual doesn't make you any better or cooler than anybody else it just doesn't just be, just be you and let yes. them be them and support each other in in everything that we do yeah yeah talk to each other like what do you think like what do you that's the best thing about hosting this show is that you and i can ask people and go so we're doing a show on such and such what do you think like yeah. let's let's talk and let's stop blaming the patriarchal society. You know what? Yes, people are attracted to power and aggression and things like that. I'd rather say assertive, but assertive and aggression get mixed up. Yeah, people are attracted to that. There, there's something in that. It grabs attention. Can we stop blaming that and start um, supporting each other? And let's talk. <laughs> That's all it is. So sharing that would be helpful. <laughs> William, what? you have been the most amazing guest. You took it off the screen. I couldn't see it. Oh, I haven't even put it up on the screen yet. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to put it up right now. Here it is. Okay. So he says, uh, what, all these years? I thought being a, a sensitive micro <laughs> was where it was at. Okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, William, you have been the most amazing guest that we have. Yes, thank had the you. Of having on Grit and Grace for a long, long time. Thank you very much for being you. And thank you. Thank you very much for supporting Grit and Grace TV. And thank you, Evelyn, for engaging and sharing too. Thank you so much for watching. And I got to do this real quick. I got to do this real quick because if I didn't do this, I would be totally going against everything that I've been asking people to do for me today. So this past week, there, there were 16 service members that died in the C-130 crash. I just want you all to understand that these people weren't just 
military members. They were also fathers. They were also family members. So please, just for me, for them, for all the service members all over the world who have served and who are serving now, just give them a quick little prayer tonight to say, stay safe and God bless. Yeah, absolutely. Prayers go out to, to their families. I can't, you know, what their families are going through. So, yeah, definitely prayers. And, and where I live, you know, our province is in a state of emergency. Forest fires are ravaging. And so many people are homeless. And I have quite a few friends. My brother and his wife are in the middle of it. Like, they're right in the middle of it and have the only store um, so they've been like found means to bring in supplies for the people that live there. They haven't been evacuated. They were on alert, but you know, there's ways to contribute and help. We've got service men that are coming in from outside of province. And, um, so prayers to those people too. There's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff right now. So, you know, put them in your thoughts and send them some good vibes. And, um, Hey Lynn, why don't we do this? Why don't we just, why don't we work together? We try to find some of the places where we can donate to those people up there and uh, let's list them on our websites. Yeah. Let's, let's get that out there. Let's, let's try to do as much as we can because grit and grace wants to help people whenever we get a chance. And yeah. So let's do that. yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds okay. good. Well, thank you everybody for watching another episode of grit and grace TV. It's been an amazing ride this last past hour. Lynn? Yeah. <laughs> this is a great show, man. It was a great show. I think we'll be talking about it again. I think within what we talked about, we could break it down to other topics. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, this was, this was a great topic. I think it's so needed with all that's going on out there. So it was a blast. Thank you for watching, everybody. Thank you for engaging, you guys. Thank you for sharing. Share it again. Let's keep the conversation going. We've got to talk. That's what this is about. We've got to talk. Don't be afraid to share. And if you're going to get blasted for talking, find other people who are willing to listen to you. We'll drown out the ones who don't want to listen, who've got their walls up. So thanks, William. Thanks, Evelyn, and everybody else that was joining us. We so appreciate you. Keep it going. Thank you, Stacy. My sister, Stacy, thank you for showing up. And my Aunt Teresa showed up tonight, too. So thank Ooh. you. It's a family a affair. A lot of pressure tonight. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I like to end the show each night with this, but it is so true. You don't have to be perfect to be that perfect solution. Peace, everybody. Stay wild.